I remember when I first came to Sinai Temple as the senior rabbi a long time ago, that in an early sermon, I quoted a poem. I don't remember what poem it was or what the sermon was about, just as you won't remember what I say as soon as you leave here. Okay, you might, but, but I quoted some poem. I don't remember what it was, and, but I do remember what happened afterwards, which is we were at the Kiddush in the days when we had a Kiddush, and an old man came up to me, and he was Persian, and he didn't speak English very well, but he said to me, I know a lot of poetry, Persian poetry by heart, but no one wants to hear it anymore. And it was heartbreaking to think that here he had all these cultural treasures inside of him, all this poetry and nobody to recite it to. And it got me thinking, both then and especially on this Shabbat, about poetry. Because on this Shabbat, as Moses is about to leave, as Moses is about to go up to the mountain, as Moses is about to die, what does he do? He recites a long poem. And in the Haftarah, when David is about to die, before his final words, what does he do? He recites a long poem. And that seems so obvious because we read it every year that we don't think about what did poetry mean to that man who approached me or to Moshe in old age or to David in old age. And I can't know for sure, but I can make a suggestion. You know, when Moshe was young, he also recited poetry. Remember the song of the sea, Az Yashir. But the poem that he recites in old age, Ha'azinu, is much longer than the earlier poem. And part of that, I hope, is as you live, you learn more and you have more to say. So it makes sense to recite the short poem when you're young and the longer poem when you're old. But what most impresses me about the idea of being older and filled with poetry is that poetry is about the meaning and the depth and the beauty of life. And I think it is easy in some ways to recite poetry when you're young. Because when you're young, everything is a discovery and everything is new and you are first falling in love and everyone writes poetry in high school. But then they stop because life happens and you have a job and you have a family and you have obligations. And so suddenly life doesn't seem so poetic anymore. But to the great spirits, to Moshe, to David, 
Life is always poetry. There is always beauty. There is always wonder. It doesn't stop when you get older. And when I looked and realized that both of these poems were at the end of the lives of two of our greatest figures, maybe our two greatest figures in some ways, I realized that there was a message here for us. That if you look at life through the eyes of faith, it gets more poetic over time, not less. You see more beautiful things, not fewer. If I may, I hope that I'm not intruding when I say that I saw, because I was sitting right here, a grandfather give a blessing to his grandchild today when he came down from his bar mitzvah. And I thought, poetry, there is more poetry to life. That was, for me, I want you to know, such a touching moment. And I thought, you see, if you get older and you look at the world with blessed eyes, and poetic eyes, then there is more beauty and there is more poetry. Sometimes the poetry comes in unexpected forms. There are some of you who probably know, maybe many of you know, certainly if you grew up when and where I did, you know the name Ida Nudel. She just passed away in Israel at the age of 90. But Ida Nudel was one of the greatest of the Soviet dissidents, of what were called the prisoners of Zion. In fact, she was called the guardian angel of the prisoners of Zion. She was like the mother of all of them. She took care of all of them. And when she finally got to leave Russia, this is what she said. I was born here and lived here for 40 years, and you can't deprive me of my childhood, youth, or adulthood, but I'm also part of another land, which is the dream of my people, an ancient, wise, and furious people with a martyr's fate. And then in 1987, when she finally landed in Tel Aviv, this is what she said. For me, this is the moment this is the moment of my life. I am home. I'm on the soil of my people. Now I am an absolutely free person among my own people. And I thought, poetry. Here's somebody who lived a life that was very difficult in many ways. I mean, you all know the stories of how the Soviet Union treated the dissidents because they were the ones who said, this is not a perfect paradise. There's somewhere else we want to go and live. But her life was poetry. And I think that had I ever had the chance to ask her, she would have thought it makes perfect sense that at the end of their lives, Moshe and David, Moshe Rabbeinu, Moses, our teacher, and David Amelech, David, our king, both of them expressed their lives in poetry. So for those of us who are younger, I want to say you don't have to lose the poetry of your youth. You really don't. It doesn't have to go away. And for those of us who are older, I want to say 
you can recapture it. It doesn't have to disappear. Neither David nor Moses lived an easy life, and God knows, Eden Udell did not live an easy life. But poetry isn't only about ease. It's about beauty and about blessing. So on this morning, when we're lucky enough to share the poetry of our ancestors, I hope that we too can add a verse to the ongoing poem of the Jewish people, see the world's beauty, and feel blessed. Shabbat Shalom.